1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the,
2: must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Triforce podcast. That's right. Three dads, well, one, two dads, and one non dad. Yes. But, and we're back. After all, this time it's been a while. It's been a good long while since we've done an, another Triforce podcast. Two weeks, yeah, well, two
1: weeks. So this won't go out for another week. So well, that's yeah. the
0: thing because it's some. It's the summer vacation, so everybody's like away doing stuff. The kids are off school, so we mm, we have yeah. to look after our kids. Flax has been at the international, the Dota two international tournament for like two weeks. Yeah. Lewis yeah. has been just lost in his dungeon apartment. He just doesn't know how to get out of it most of the time. <laughs> and me, I've been here ready, waiting. Like, every Thursday, I'm ready to go, and nobody turns up, so whatever. We did Let's it. A lot we didn't
1: do it last Thursday. We did it the Thursday before that, didn't we? Because it was that shitty ta- audio we, we, from
0: my we, laptop. We talk a, Yeah, oh God, it was terrible, p
2: like, Your camera audio. I said you should have just recorded it on your fucking camera, and we could have used that audio. Yeah, we should have. Jesus should've. Christ. Like, that's just... It was so bad. Uh, was anyway... Bad we're back yeah um, we, we always we always apologize right for not doing podcasts or missing a week but we don't have to because this is part of the understanding of the podcast that we're gonna miss a week we're not even gonna hit you around next week because well, I'm in Gamescom well I might be able to, to remote in from Gamescom I think on, we have she, a responsibility
0: Mike, though that we need to take a little bit more seriously because some people depend on this you know as I their know. weekly sort of source of data. there's news. loads of other great podcasts out there guys you know just, just don't
2: it's worry. one of the better ones
1: don't listen don't listen to any of the other podcasts don't listen to any of the other ones. No. This is the only one. I've been,
2: I've been reading some books. I've been busy doing stuff, enjoying life, making yeah. the most of my time. Right. You've, been um, you've been reading books. You've been reading books. Yeah, I've, I finally got around to uh, reading a book that someone bought me, like for a present. Can like, I a few make a years guess? Ago. Can I make
1: a prediction here, please? Go ahead. This is going to be one of those books that you read, Lewis, that then becomes your new, <laughs> your new, your new thing. And it's going to be something like, uh, why you shouldn't close doors behind you or something uh, like that. And you're going to be like, I'm you know, the easily thing is, influenced. closing yeah. doors is actually really bad for the environment. And it's going to be like a new thing. And every time I close a door now, you're going to guilt trip me about it. That's what this is The noise is going to be. pollution
2: from yeah. slamming
0: doors is causing birds to be very stressed. Exactly. And it just propagates a lot of unwanted kinetic energy that the universe does not need. Like, there's enough of it out it there. Need so. It yeah. Exactly, it. it's terrible. So, no, I read uh, Ready
2: Player One, uh, right? Which is a classic. It's being made into a movie. It's I not think, a at the classic,
1: moment. and it shouldn't be made into a movie. I'm very disappointed that it's received. Have you read b- it? I have. Oh, my dad's a massive fan of this book. All right, and he said to me, "You'll love it. It's great. It's great. Book. It is the most forced attempt at a feeling of nostalgia that I think I've ever read, um, and it's <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a It's a bad book right in my opinion okay. and i don't understand why it's received such praise i've
0: heard about it but i haven't actually read it Do i feel well, like maybe i should read it Just... it took me about five
2: hours to read so it's not a particularly long it's one. a quick read yeah it's definitely you know i mean i've lost more hours than that playing hearthstone today true it feels like <laughs> wow Do you know what i mean so i mean it's some, some of these books i've i've been putting off i've realized actually that they're not short as long as, as long-winded as i thought especially bearing in mind how long i play some of these games so uh, by the way um you know, Divinity. We used to play Divinity Two in that RPG, right? Just as a
0: the aside, salt,
1: the Salt Mine.
2: Before yeah. we yeah, almost the broke up
0: our our flourishing friendship. Well, that's well.
2: the thing because, like, they they Larry and put out this RPG player survey where they surveyed like fifteen thousand people who played Divinity. Now, I, I guess they sourced the people from, I guess that maybe they people who visit Divinity website or follow the Divinity Twitter or yeah, yeah. Um, that, that kind of people, and so. The, the people who responded to this survey are definitely very strange. But one of the things I noticed was that they, one of the questions was, uh, "What do you feel is the ideal length of an RPG?" Right. What's your What's your answer to that?
0: guys? Mine is like um, about eighty however hours. However long I The
2: Witcher think. was. Oh, that's quite long. P-flex. I'm like I'm old
0: school with my opinion on this. I'm I'm going to say between eighty and ninety hours, Final Fantasy style from like the nineties. I I, th- I thought that was like a good amount of time to play an RPG. Good like character development, decent enough story. You can fit into sort of eighty to ninety hours without it like waffling along too much, sort of thing, sidetracking so, too much. Mm, I mean, The Witcher three I felt was very long, and that I completed that in fifty hours. Okay, it says. I think um, if you but just I didn't do all the side quests. I mean, stuff. I'm sort of. I, I'm. I'm. I'm guessing about halfway through it right now. I'm playing it. Where are you in The Witcher Three? I've I've I pretty much just finished up Novigrad main quest. So the next main oh, quest I have is left. is to go to Skellige. So,
1: but there's 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 absolutely tons of stuff to
0: come. But yeah, but I've done a lot of I've done a lot of side tracking. I've done a lot of secondary quests and like Witcher contracts and stuff, which I've enjoyed. Yeah. But I think like I I get the feeling that if you just stick to the main quest and you don't bother with a lot of the extra fluff, which you might be missing out on a couple of bits and pieces if you did it it's 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 probably like it feels like it would be about maybe 50 to 60 hours for like like the main maybe. main sort of quest yeah,
2: yeah I, well i think i think that well i've just looked at a thing how there's a how long to beat thing and it says the witcher the Witcher Three is uh, 167 hours if you want to do all of it and all the DLC and every single quest in the game. But did you do the DLC? I did a bunch. I took. I've I, I've got about 55 hours in the game. I did the DLC. I did the main story. I did. I did enough side quests that I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I, I I felt like I did the side quests until they got very repetitive, which they did. Um. But you know, I really enjoyed it as a game, and I I I thought that it was a good length. Yeah, you're right, P-Fax. But so in this in this survey. 25% of people said their ideal length of an RPG is 100 hours or more. And I mean, that is wow. obviously, it's, to some extent, like, I think people are just saying,
0: oh, I just want the most possible out of my game. You yeah, know? Yeah. A lot of people are yeah. just saying, well, I just want a really, really long game. I mean, I I think I understand that, though. I think I think with an RPG, it's kind of the same as, like, for me, watching Game of Thrones. Like, you get immersed in it. And you feel like it's something that you'd like to be immersed in for quite some time. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm watching Game of Thrones and I think to myself, I hope this never ends. Like, I just love, like, the, mm-hmm. the world that's created. I like the characters, all, the, like, the different factions and stuff. And I could watch this for much longer than it'll probably go on for sort of thing. Mm. But I guess, like anything, you know, if it goes on too long or if it overstays its welcome, then it can start to become a bit bad or whatever. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like i don't know it's i i get that people would want a longer experience but i think you can tell a better story in a shorter amount of time and keep it tight and um you know get your points across exactly and stuff. i think and, it's harder to tell a story
2: across this because uh, a lot of these games the story is often secondary but rpgs you have to have the story up front and center good and i think that by trying to fill up empty hours or by trying to Trying to hit an arbitrary cap, you end up with a lot of crappy story getting in there, and that kind of deflates the whole thing. I think that you're right, but I think something short will be good. I, but the other thing that I really noticed, okay, that this is the one, the one thing that really jumps out at the survey is when they start talking about co-op. So, the, the people who respond to this, this series do not want co-op multiplayer, right? Right. So here, how much do you value these features in an RPG? Okay. Right. So st- story rich. Yep. Like basically. Everyone said very important. Okay, it's like 90% very important. Um, Tactical combat, people didn't care. They were like moderately. They were like in the middle on that one. Character progression, massively very important to them. Co-op, not important at all. Massively. 90% 90 of people said co-op for them is just... Not important in an RPG at all, hmm.
1: um,
2: which is really interesting because you know we really enjoyed RPGs, but also we did argue a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did kind of fall out in this weird yeah, way. I think
1: I think that when people play role playing games, like when you play Dungeons and Dragons or something, it's a, it's a social experience, right? Yeah, but when you play a role-playing game on the PC, I think people see it as a chance to enjoy a world just just on their own without having to worry about someone else wanting to do the same thing. And if you think about computer games, if you I mean I play a lot of Dota, as you guys know, and you're relying on four other people, it gets frustrating when you're relying on other people and you can see what they're doing wrong and they're not doing it. And it's the same in RPGs. If you're like, well, let's go down this corridor, and you're like, no, guys, we should go down this corridor. It's like, if you're a single-player game, which a role-playing game generally is, you could just go down whichever flipping corridor you want. I think that's there's it. No, there's no argument.
2: I think it's very difficult to... The other thing that we found when we were playing together was that we were never reading any story. We were never sort of stopping at our own pace. We were almost always dictated by other people's pace, and their pace usually was more more... Sometimes it wasn't, sometimes you wanted to be slow and sometimes they wanted to be slow, yeah. but you were never quite in sync um, because you're different people and you're interested in slightly different things and different ways in that RPG. Because, that, yeah. you know, it, it
0: felt like... The experience is definitely different, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. you, like you said, you don't read the story as much when you play with people, but the experience of playing through it with other people... You almost don't really need the story, you know what I mean? You're just coming up against yeah, problems you're that you're trying story, to solve. Aren't you? Yeah, you're yeah, so it's it it opens it up for you to have your own story as a team of people working together. Whereas yeah, the single player experience, you are gonna just be really invested in the story. It's it's almost like it's two separate games, like single player and, and then co op.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which
0: I think is kinda cool actually. Like, you know, I I can't I personally I don't think I would play Divinity alone. I'd I'd rather play it with, you know, somebody or or, you know, like you guys, like a group of people, because I found that more more fun than just playing through it all, all by myself. Like mm. You know as much as i probably would have liked the story i would have skipped a lot of it yeah but it, yeah. it still
1: felt like a single player game that we were playing co-op like i think yeah. that was my, my issue with it is it it didn't feel like you sometimes you want to do something or try something and the other people don't want to do that and in a single player game obviously you could do whatever you like so like when i play the witcher I, I i have that freedom and because it's a big open world you can pretty much do whatever you like now if we were playing the witcher three player for one thing, would you guys have followed me around for 20 hours while I went and got every Gwent card yeah. in the game? No, and that would be incredibly boring for anybody else. So it's like, it, that is a real if, single If you player. paid me
0: money, I would have, maybe.
1: <sighs> Jeez. And the second time through that, I, I played it first time through as far as where I was going to leave for Skellige. I went to Skellige and I immediately thought, like, in fact, this was last TI. I, I had to go to TI, so I came back and I'd forgotten how to play it. And I just, it sat on the shelf. I just played Dota for three months and then I tried to pick it back up again and it didn't work. So I had to start again from scratch, and I was glad I did that because I played it through slightly differently, and I actually really enjoyed it. I think it's a, it's a fabulous game, um, definitely one of the, one of the best games I've ever played. And if I'd had to play it with another person, I think it would have been a completely different experience and nowhere near as fun. That's just the way I see it. Mm. Yeah, well, no, I, I get games
0: it. Games, I think, with The Witcher being that you you control one character and it's pretty straightforward. Like the combat is is not really strategic apart from you know parrying and dodging and you know killing a group of guys that get the jump on you or whatever whereas in divinity you know like a fight can last for like an hour oh yeah depending yeah. on how you how you cut it and how your guys are built it's and stuff it's
1: much more strategic much more yeah yeah every freaking fight in in bloody divinity was was a strategic battle cuz yeah. you'd bump into something that seems fairly simple and you get wiped out by it and you're like jesus there's no fighting <laughs> in this game that's easy yeah.
2: I did enjoy it a lot playing with you guys. So I do too. Admit, like it as was salty as we it's it's a 100% sometimes. different experience. Yeah. But I think that sometimes I think a lot of the people on this survey, right, are very single player focused because I think the traditionally that's what RPGs have been and and I uh, a little bit like reading a book, you know, you do get into it. Um and you do you do want that sometimes I want that experience, but when I play games these days, I try not to play them solo. I feel like if I'm going to do something solo, it can be
0: off the computer. Yeah. I mean um, another thing to consider as well is in my where, own bedroom. Where we're coming from, <laughs> we we do this. We we do this for a living, right? We play these games. We we earn a living off of it. I'm not sure that the three of us would play Divinity together and finish it from start to finish um, without it being recorded and putting up somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know though. Like, well maybe not
2: us, but I think other people do, right? I was looking around, um, the, one of my, one of the Jane in the office was playing, um, through Borderlands One and Two with some of her friends, and they were doing that just offline for fun as yeah. like a, a, a thing, and they really had fun? a good blast going through that. Yeah, so yeah. I know. Period. People play games for fun. Unbelievable. Anyway, so, so so I mean, we we're we're kind of intertwined with the business side. So you're back for a TI. Yeah. What was your verdict compared to previous TIs? Go on, Let's let's have a rundown wow, of what we've been that doing was in our a segue in Jesus our lives. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I I, I, I took it. I was just looking at that survey. It just made me think. That's all. It made me think a little right. bit. So she, and TI
1: to- Ti this year um, was very uh, mechanical, it felt to me, compared to TI6. TI6, I think, was most people that I've spoken to, that was their favorite. That was the previous TI, obviously. Um, and it felt like it had a bit more charm and a bit more humor, but it also had great games and great storylines. And it, it was just, it was fantastic. It was it was a, a brilliant TI. And It had a great meta as well. Like, it was a very, very good uh, version of dota ti7 also had a very good version of dota wonderful games like some wonderful games and liquid winning it um was brilliant it was a brilliant run that they made and it was like an against all odds thing all the chinese teams seemed unbelievably strong beat everybody else and liquid just did it and some very clutch games wonderful performances and the games were great but they went for this panel this year that was a newcomer to, to dota relative newcomer in day nine i know he's been watching ti for years But he's only started playing like a year ago, I think, if that. Yeah. Which is is fine. I mean, you can watch football without playing it. You can watch Dota without playing it. It is harder to understand it. And a lot of the time I feel like if I didn't play Dota and I was trying to watch it, it would be a hell of a lot harder to follow what was going on. And I know there are moments when you're watching with people who don't really know the game... Someone will do something and people who play the game a lot will go, Ooh, like it's oh, you know, you you see, yeah, you're like, Holy shit, I understand exactly how hard that was and what a brilliant play it was and, and all the rest of it. But if you're just watching it as a casual observer, you'd be sort of like just looking for the team fights, basically, and the big spells. You wouldn't see the subtlety to it. Yeah. Um, so well,
2: I mean, but even team fights, I think, are very hard to follow unless are, you're a Dota player. Cool, because you know, they're so quick. Like yeah, stuff, stuff that's happening, you really have to play the game to learn. Like, yeah. okay this guy's here, this guy's here, these things are going to go off, you kind of, you have to know who's playing and what to what to predict and what to expect and you, you only really get that from playing the game. true,
1: but you, I think it is still possible, especially the commentators do a great job of, of building up the hype. Oh, so you can still yeah. watch it and feel... Uh, that emotion um, but I think so, yeah so I mean Dave-
2: sometimes, the, that's, sometimes that's all it is like if you get a charismatic enough commentator he can get anyone excited about anything yeah like exactly. fuck like, oh my god this guy's making a sandwich he's getting two slices of bread he's doing <laughs> it he's the butter and oh my god he's got the ham he's got the tomato he's got the mustard oh my god he's done the- do you know what I mean that kind of well, every that, day holy that shit that crazy like commentary going <laughs> you can you could get someone psyched about fucking anything it's oh shamed,
0: I, I got true. a lot of respect for for Dota 2 commentators though like you know team fights like you said are are pretty messy it's hard to know what's going on at the best of times even if you play the game they can be pretty chaotic yeah, yeah. And keeping track of all of the abilities that are going off all the spells and synergies and everything and and these and most of these guys cast it pretty flawlessly and it's i think it, it yeah I always, I always think that that must just be such a hard thing to do, and you must be so conscious of yourself doing it as well, you know, try not to screw yeah. up, you know. And I mean, that's,
1: that's, I think that the the pressure that they feel—that's interesting. that You say that because I mean, these guys have been doing it for a long time, right? Um, they and, and they're, they're very confident and comfortable doing it. Um, the analyst position is a little harder, so you've got your commentator, your co-commentator would generally be someone more knowledgeable, and they'll be the ones after the action has been called, and it's like a huge team fight, just like Lewis was doing with the sandwich, they'll come in and say, yeah, what changed it there was this spell usage or this item, and they'll say, didn't manage to get so-and-so off in time, and that was what turned the fight. So they'll spot that one detail, that they're meant to do that were that you you could easily miss but their appreciation of the game and their ability to spot that stuff is so much higher level that to them it's obvious right yeah. so so day yeah. 9 day 9 is more like uh, i mean i think he's a commentator like for starcraft 2 right like he knows that game inside yeah. out he, he does casting he's really good starcraft yeah, 2 I'm a commentator. huge fan of day 9 of course he, nine. he's brilliant i used to watch his stuff um when it, when i was into starcraft 2 this was before dota I would watch his podcasts and his uh, YouTube videos and him and Husky. And I would try and learn the game and I'd watch replays. And I was really, really into StarCraft. Um, And when he knows his game, I think he's much more confident. And I feel like they put him on a panel with three experts. So three either pro or three current pros or ex pros. uh, And I think it was a very difficult conversation for him to have because... He's coming in from a much a sort of lower level of understanding, and they're all talking about the game at a vastly higher level of understanding. So I think him being able to mediate that conversation is much more difficult. Mm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not so sure that having three experts on the panel was the way to go for his sake, and I think also for the audience's sake, it was uh, too much. You don't need three experts because there's generally one agreed version of what happened. Why did Liquid win? They did this better than anyone else. Okay, end of conversation. What you have there, though, if you have
2: a real expert, that's fine. But I think that sometimes Dota, especially even the pros and all the experts... Don't see everything, and you know because they all happen so quick, and sometimes they get it wrong. I mean, I I imagine that's one of the worst things about being a commentator. It's that it's that going onto Twitter or Reddit and just seeing things you've missed. It's like, oh shit, actually, yeah, this is. Oh my god, this guy's right. This guy's right. And I think that they have to kind of, they have to be. These guys have to be confident enough that they're convincing enough that. In, in their own stuff, they can't be they can't be unsure about themselves. And yeah. I think having three people to discuss that and bounce off if if they have a consensus, fucking fantastic. But I don't know, I don't know if you're gonna if, if there'll be as comfortable if there aren't extra voices. And also, we know what it's like, Pflax, to have extra voices. There is very useful because you know it means that someone is always waiting to jump in and give their input. You never get dead air if you have four people at the casting desk.
1: Well, the, but that's you know the I mean? problem. It's not about the dead air. It's about trying to have a conversation. And imagine if I were say to you guys, uh, the Triforce podcast is a podcast that involves me, Lewis, and Sips. We would all agree on that. Yeah. What, what do you have to add to that? I mean, if you want to add detail, you can. I mean,
0: I would probably mention as well that I'm a good looking, probably. Right. I think if you were to rate all three of us against each other, I would probably come out tops, like considering, you know, is that, my, you're going my, yeah, with that, right? yeah. I would add that to the conversation. I would say, I You're, see. That Sips guy. You're the good looking one. But
1: see, this is actually more, more conversation. Is the th- one with and dare the I say
0: disagreement well.
1: than, than happened on the panel. <laughs> no, I'd say right? ah, the I, panel was like much, much less opinion and much more. Fact. I would
0: move to censor those opinions immediately because they they contradict my own opinions about I'm just how opinion good looking I am.
1: Opinion, shm opinion. Yeah. Let's talk in absolutes.
0: Yeah, but listen, yeah. I, I, another thing that I thought was, was great on the panel, like, I. I watched, I didn't watch TI exhaustively. I I watched it, you know, bits and pieces and and I enjoyed it. I like the tournament atmosphere. The games are very exciting. You know, the production quality of TI is, is, is very nice as well and it's it's just a fun tournament to to sort of like keep up with for the two weeks that right. it's on for yeah it's exciting um, it's exciting but I, I was i i was really impressed when they had um <clears throat> they had arteezy on the on the panel at one point yeah that's
1: great and that's um, great guess, like you guess, know guest panelists that have been knocked yeah yeah out is, and, is and you think phenomenal. you
0: know this guy's a pro he's not not a caster he's not like uh you know he's he's not a panelist sort of thing you know like it, it'd be interesting to see what he has to say because sometimes you know these guys they get up there they're not used to like casting or, or being a panelist they're not used to really being interviewed that much or whatever you know they, they play the game pretty hardcore and they're very good at the game but actually getting his insights into the game that was coming up to see you know he he predicted what like the picks were going to be he predicted what the counter picks were going to be and like that that knowledge of like the patch and the, and the meta is is crazy you know like mm. you can yeah, play yeah, the game great. so much and 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 still not really have that really specific insight into the, like those picks and counter picks and it was just it's just really interesting to so, see. that's like,
1: kind of what TI is is it's not really just a measure of skill because they're all the players that play at TI are unbelievably good. Yeah. Right. Obviously there are some that are better, but we're talking about the very top like 0.01% of DOTA players worldwide competing at a tournament. they, they it really is that high level. So the skill gap between the winner and the team that finished last is not that huge. It really isn't. Like, you couldn't honestly say that the players that finished 10th were, were way, way, way worse than the guys that won. Because in other tournaments we've seen, like OG, for instance, didn't do well at this TI, but they won four majors. So one of the things that matters at TI is who understands the game as it is best played right now. Like, what is the best way to play the game right now? That is one thing. And some teams have a better understanding of others of how to win games of Dota in this patch. Mm. And the other thing is literally who has the balls and who isn't going to get scared. That's it. Like, all the players talk about pressure. Yeah. And, and fear. And when they go out there... and I mean, imagine walking out. You're normally playing this game on your own. So going back to what you guys were saying about co-op games, Dota is a basically a, a team game, but you essentially play it on your own. You're in your room. You're controlling your hero. You're watching the other heroes, but you're not controlling them. All of a sudden, you're in a booth next to the other people you're playing with. And... No. There's like 12,000 people screaming around you, lights and all the rest of it. And, you know, millions of people are watching around the world. So that pressure is is immense. I wonder
0: if if there's ever a situation where those pro players are like up on stage in the booth playing with each other, you know, playing their heroes, getting through a game, you know. And, um, you know, one of the teammates just turning around like right before a team fight is about to, to kick off and calling another teammate a gutless cunt. Do you think that that's something that <laughs> would ever happen in a, in, a, in a pro game? You
1: were gutless in that play. I watched the video. I felt bad for what I said, but I was 100% right. right. So
0: P-Flex watched back
2: a, um old Dota video of him calling sips that and i think that when we used to play dota together the three of us that was just par for the course p flex like we none of us batted an eyelid about that that was me and you would have these incredible like arguments and then but both of us would have this big grin on our face it's throughout. True. i you mean know, I, I, be...
1: honestly i've played dota with a lot of people that infuriate me and i've infuriated a million people when i played Dota with them still do it like i just yeah. love, i played it this morning it was great i mean i just love it I mean, I've reached this point now where I'm kind of philosophical about it. And when I, when I make a mistake or someone makes a big mistake, you can laugh. Like there's a, yeah. there's a guy that I play with quite often and uh, he was Tidehunter and he double tapped his blink. If you don't play Dota, what that means is you blink back towards your own base. So he was trying mm. to blink in as Tidehunter to Ravage, which is a big spell that stuns everybody in a huge area. He was going to blink in. He's going to Ravage. We're going to win the fight and win the game. And he double tapped, blink and Ravage. So he blinked away from the fight, Ravaged and we lost the game. Now, oh, geez. if I was like your average raging pub player, I would never play with that guy again and I would, it would be awful. But I play with them all the time. People fuck up. It's It's funny. Yeah, I don't mind a big mistake like that. No, but I, I hate cowardice, sips. I won't abide. No, in. you
0: don't mind a big mistake so that you can just blame and shame them after the fact and um, but you know <laughs> carry on like fault. nothing that's happened. That's that's cool, flex. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand. Wow. Well, yeah. I've seen you so. play
1: game sips and you get ridiculously angry. We played Dota the other night. You were angry that the hero in lane was using his abilities on you. I know. I hate like that. Like you were furious.
0: I think if you're gonna, cl- if, you, if it you're gonna fucking stupid games, oh, like, I geez, know, but he's just casting gonna, a spell. If you're gonna queue up and play Dota. Against me, don't use your fucking abilities, okay? Let me win. That's I, literally. I'm it. a fragile man, okay? I need to have a couple <laughs> of wins to have a good night, okay? So, uh. no, it 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 is. You get into like a rut with Dota, though. You play it, you you play it a bit, and then you sort of. Especially in games when you're playing with, with guys like Shane. Like sh- Shane's got like is, – is like 5K MMR. So like playing a game with yeah, him yeah. means that automatically you're going to be playing with people who are much better than
1: you. Yeah, it's very difficult. And
0: it, it's really soul-destroying. <laughs> it sucks playing against people who are very, very much so better than you. You know what I mean? Like I can just about handle a game in solo queue where I'm amongst people that are right. generally my skill level or whatever. But playing in games where people are just completely miles ahead of you in terms of every game mechanic and, and whatever, is, it can be pretty frustrating. Like, it, it is. I,
1: but I tell you it, what, I, I, I veer between playing with people that are way, way worse than me, as good as me, or much better than me. And when I yeah. play against the people who are much better than me, and then I play against the shitters, it is hilarious how much easier the game is. Like If you yeah. play enough against good players, you'll spot the stuff you can't get away with. And you'll know exactly how far you can push your hero because they will. Yeah. But when you play against the absolute shitters, the game is like, oh, uh, it's like easy mode. It's wonderful, and you just run all over them. We want a game. Yeah, that's yeah. like a twenty-minute stomp. just crushed. And these kids had no idea what to do.
0: It was brilliant. <laughs> but I guess, I guess, in terms of if you want to play the game and you want to get better, it's probably better to practice against people that are better than you, right? Because then you, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a more meaningful sort of practice. You, you'll, right. you'll generally probably improve skill-wise playing against people that are better than you, as opposed to playing really easy games where you just stomp people, yeah. get but it's not not lazy.
1: Like if you're just having a calm game of Dota in the evening and you queue into a 5k stack and you're like 2.5k, you're
0: yeah. not
1: going to have a fun time. Like you're, no. you're just not. You're going to have to play the five support, you're not going to get any cool items, you're not going to get many kills, you just die a lot and just do the job and win the game. It is methodically tediously boring. It really can be.
2: Yeah. So let's move on from Dota. Um, what have you guys been up to otherwise? You got any like real life stories? Playing
0: Dota, actually. Like, we've just been playing yeah, Dota. I've been playing so a let's lot talk of Dota. about Dota a bit more then now that we've. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, Kurt, um, Sips's son,
2: uh, sent me some art that he did. Oh, man. Wow. And he's, he's, sent, he's sent me art before. Man, and he's getting was, really good at art. I was very impressed with it. Yeah. So I was like, can you send me some more? And he sent me a whole pack of like. Wow. 20 things he's drawn. Yeah. It's yeah. like 20 pages of stuff. And so I was like, damn, this is this is some some serious some serious time has gone into this. I yeah. feel kind of bad. Like, you know, oh, I yeah. need to, I need to return like it's like if someone texts you um like a selfie of themselves, right? Or something like this. It's almost like automatic that you wanna that you you have to reply with a, a selfie. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But if someone does soap for you, you have to kind of like do stuff back, right? It's kind of a this that's how things go. So I feel like I need to do some art right. to send back to your son. Okay. Um so I bought a canvas, like a couple of canvases. Right. Uh, half price. And I bought like a starter pack of oil paints. Sure. Uh and so I'm gonna paint something for your son <laughs> great
0: okay and send it my <laughs> to god
1: on, on a canvas do
0: not paint a portrait of my wife okay that's the only thing that that's that you can't do that okay because it'll it'll offend her i'm sure it will like wow because self you know when people like do a portrait she is of an somebody, oil painting already Sips. but she the thing is like you can't do an that. oil painting of somebody and send it to them okay because it, like, it, it's always going to be offensive, isn't it? Because, like, it doesn't matter how good you... Well, some people are exceptionally good. So maybe not not so much that. But, like, if you have questionable art skills, I don't <laughs> think you should be doing portraits questionable. of people. My yeah. art
2: skills are non-existent. Okay,
0: so don't... Do not do a portrait of anyone in my family and send no, it to I my won't. family, okay? Why, why do, don't you want that? Because they will be pissed. I, why would
2: they be because pissed? Because I can't do it anyway. I mean, how... Are you kidding me? <laughs> Because (laughs) I could give it a go. Now I'm up for it. Right, okay. But it'll be like some Picasso, uh, you know, crazy, surrealist I'm just curious,
1: Sips. you'd be
0: offended by someone doing a portrait of someone in your family? Not really, no. But I'm just saying, like... I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Don't do an oil painting of me and give me, like, a bigger nose than I already have or something like that. It's not going to be like looking into a mirror. I'm not fucking
2: some sort of renaissance Dutch artist who's been commissioned to sort of get a a photorealistic picture. Do you know what I mean? She's going to be... She'll be lucky to have a fucking nose and Well, I'm of not ears.
0: sure what the expectation with you were like. I got canvas, I got some oil paintings, and I got some charcoal and stuff. I thought you were a fucking really like hotshot artist. That sounds legit to me. Sips, I'm garbage.
2: Like you know, but but your son is so so open to like just doing anything. It made me think, damn, you know, yeah. if he's willing to give it a go. Did, so? I should be willing. to In give the it a pictures
0: go. that he sent to you, did he send you pictures of Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, there were like. Some some it's like there's, there's probably a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's characters.
2: There's a bunch of really cool modern art stuff, which is just colors yeah. squashed all over the place. I and mean, I, I really I was inspired by that. I
0: just thought, man, yeah. Some of those might have been my daughter's as well. Because okay, she like when when my son is like drawing and coloring and stuff, she she doesn't even know what she's doing. But she, she needs to join in. Like, she has to do whatever he's doing, right? right. And, and oftentimes, like, has to use the, the crayon that he's using at that time as well, which is kind of annoying because they fight about it and stuff. Right. But so he'll be sitting there drawing something, like, like you know, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, or you know these Five Nights at Freddy's characters, or whatever. And he's got like all this lore behind them. He's talking about them. He likes to draw like Pokemon's and stuff as well. Nice. He started inventing his own Pokemon's, which is pretty cute too. Okay. Um. So you know, he's he's sitting there doing that, and he's like talking about what he's drawing, and he's saying like, "Oh, look at this" and stuff. And my daughter's just trying to mimic everything that he's he's doing. So she'll be like, she's got the pen, and she'll be like, "Pen," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you're holding a pen." She's like, "Pen." It's like. Yeah, yeah, you're holding a pen. And she's like looking at you so that you tell her what to draw. So you're like, "Um, all right, well, draw a picture of a car. okay?" And then she just like does like a little mark on the page and looks up like for that approval. And you're like, whoa, (laughs) that's amazing. And then she starts laughing and stuff. And then she sort of looks at you again. And you're like, "Uh, "Okay, uh, draw a ball. okay?" just like a little mark. (laughs) Hey, start (laughs) clapping and stuff. I mean, I feel like that's
2: me and art, though. I'm going to be exactly like that. You know, so, because yeah. uh, I don't know what the fuck well, I'm I can, doing. I can help you oh, after oh, we've oh, done I this question. if you want. I've got a question. Go, on. Go
1: on. My question is this. If another man delivered a beautiful painting of your wife to your house, yeah, you'd kill him, wouldn't you? You'd kill
0: him. It depends, though. Like, I don't think I would... If he was the hunchback of Notre Dame, no, I wouldn't kill him. Actually, I would fucking kill him. I wouldn't feel threatened uh, that, that's at a death I death don't know. That's a death I don't sentence. That's a death sentence in the Flax household. You'd Do have you to turn learn up more, right? With a
1: fucking painting of my wife that you've done, what what are you doing? No, no, like that, that's 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 a, that's an attempted cucking right there. I tell you what. That's, well, let's get right in the bonfire, and the artist is next.
0: If, if Don <laughs> Draper turned up to my house, okay, rang the doorbell, and was holding a portrait that he'd painted of my wife. I'd be like, Don, you better step the fuck off. You know, get out of here, okay? Don't let my wife see you, okay? You're a handsome man. And I don't want her to think that you're fucking artistic and in love with her and stuff either. Go away, please, Don Draper. But, like, man, if it was, like, you know, fucking Napoleon Dynamite's brother that turned up with the painting, I'd be like, whatever, you nerd. Like, fine, Get I'll, out of here, Todd. Get out of here. Fuck I'll fucking out. give her the painting and stuff. I wouldn't feel threatened at all in that case. Maybe that's well, just me, like.
1: So, but, but then you're, 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 making a, you're making a decision there that is, like, is this person a threat? But it's not just the threat, it's the intention. It's not just whether they're an actual threat. What, they're they intending is this portrait? to you'd have a painting of your wife painted by another man hanging on the wall. It's like it's like a oh, permanent I hang reminder it up on the wall. that some no, other no, dude no. is coveting your wife. Well, she's seen it. It's too late, Sips. What, did she pose she's for like, this? She's like, this is beautiful. And she, no, he's done it from memory, which is even creepier. Was she naked in it? Yeah, she's naked and it's clearly painted with a, with a from a photo taken with a long lens. Okay, but listen. And she says, oh well, my this is, God. This is beautiful. Want... This is such a lovely painting. I'm going to hang this in the bedroom, Sips. She, what do you think of that? And every well, time we're making love, you can look up and see Todd. It's Todd's painting. Staring down at you.
0: I know, Just but the thing is it. if you're too heavy-handed about it She might start to think like if you were like, no, I'm not having that painting up there I'm really close to like this this uh, this open discussion and stuff. She might be like, oh, maybe Maybe I can maybe I can find a confidant in Todd in his <laughs> loving embrace You know, you might push you don't want to be heavy-handed when you're doing. No, yeah I am
1: permanently heavy-handed. I can't help it So you don't want to smash it up with in it. front of him right there on the doorstep I'd say, can you just God, yeah. wait here for two seconds? and come back with a claw hammer and just smash yeah. it to bits. Just so there you go. With, come back How with a blowtorch. How would you smash torch? it? To, it's not a fucking sculpture. It's a piece of art on a canvas. Yeah. What, what does a canvas have around it, Lewis? Well, it's
2: got like a wooden, wooden sort of frame. Backing what what right do you is, think a yeah. claw
1: hammer will do to that? Short work. It'll make short work of that piece of so-called art.
2: He's put, like, a lot of hours into that. Good Listen, luck. what if it was incredibly unflattering? And you
0: thought, oh, then God. It,
1: the hammer goes in him, right in his dome. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> is all pretty extreme. I don't know, like, what do you think the, you know, the ramifications of these actions? I think your wife would think that you're a fucking psycho, for starters. Yeah. Nah, she
1: knows what I am. Nah. I think it's causing too much
0: trouble. Not only claw hammer a portrait, but then claw hammer <laughs> a man in his dome. I would not
1: Hurt, hurt another human being so no of no. course not but the threat I, I, of it, the threat that is it is no, lingering
2: I think you've got this all wrong guys look if he comes in right and he's like oh, you're like, oh you've done a what, painting painting Good for you. Come and come and see, and, and you watch the awkward interaction as he presents it to your wife. You just let him dig his own grave. There's no—he's not going to suddenly like sweep her off her feet, and she go, "Oh, Todd, how do you you've know? come back after all these years. I've how been thinking know? about you Man. every
1: night. I have to wake up and look at that bald head. I oh, take a chance. I've been thinking about your long, yeah. What if the Amazonian? Had? Hair, Oh. A hairy Todd, man, a hair having man comes to my take house. Take me with away a portrait. from this hellhole Man, you know what I'd I do? I wouldn't
0: stand for it. You know what my play on this would be? Come on. As soon as I heard the doorbell ring and I had any any sort of inkling that a man was standing out there with a portrait that he'd done of my wife, okay? <laughs>
1: right. I yeah. would
0: I would immediately rush into the kitchen and start doing the dishes, okay? So that I could be doing <laughs> the dishes and while I was doing the dishes, I'd also put the dinner on as well. I would start the dinner <laughs> cooking. So then, after my wife answers the door and she's like, "Oh my God, like, this man has just turned up to our house and giving me a portrait that he's painted of me," I would be like, "Oh, that's great, honey. Hang on, I'm just uh, just getting through these dishes and the and the dinner's on too. So like, just give me just give me a second. But like, that's great. I'm so happy that he's he's done that. And then I think that you cover yourself perfectly in that case because then she's like, "Oh, you know what? This guy's done a portrait, but..." Oh, my husband's doing the dishes and, like, fucking cooking the dinner and stuff. And, like, you know, I got a lot of respect for that. So I'm just going to bust this portrait over my knee and chase this guy down with a claw hammer while he's doing that and right. then i think that yeah. would be really good i think that's the best way to play it i'm not saying that you have to do the dishes and, and do the dinner like all the time just in that one i do that all the time anyway so i didn't think there'd yeah. <laughs> be no
2: difference do you have you guys ever drawn anything or been artistic in any way or yeah, yeah. ever i'm ever? not bad at art i'm, I'm okay okay i can, what kind I can of hold stuff my own you, what kind of things have you
0: done lately or ever oh lately nothing i mean i'm 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 horribly lazy like I just play video games so yeah at school I uh, I was like fairly artistic like I did pretty good in like art class and stuff when I was okay. like, when I was a kid I used to like drawing a lot and painting coloring and stuff and I was like I was all right at it like consi- all things considered like uh, that's okay mm. I can help my son with stuff like he's like oh you know can you draw me the Ecto-1 or whatever and like you can give me a picture of the Ecto-1 and I can copy it and it looks okay and stuff so that, that's about it. Like, I'm not, like an, like, an actual artist, though. Like, I don't sit down and fucking just draw stuff for fun or whatever. But, like, I, I, I'm all right. I'm, like, I'm proficient, I think. I, I, wow. I got techniques, shading techniques. I, I, I know some. You know, when you, just, like, smudge the pencil to make some shading and stuff and, like, thatching and nice. crap like that. I, I was thinking I was much
2: more in terms of, like, for me, it's all about, like, just just thinking up dumb ideas, like, like, you go, to, I've been to a lot of modern art galleries, okay? Right. Because I've had, I don't know, I've just ended up doing it. And I feel like I've been to them all over the place. Um, And a lot of them are consistently eye-rolly, right? You go in there and you're like, oh. <laughs> and you, you roll your eyes at this thing and you move to the next room and you're like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. And you roll your eyes and then you move on to the next thing and it's just like... That's basically me. My eyes are just
0: goggling all out. Oh, wait, all how many of these places place. have you been to? Because, like, I'd only have to go to a place once and do that to know that I'd never want to go but again. But I kind
2: of, in, in, like, I was thinking about this, okay?
0: Like, so I was listening to this podcast.
2: I was listening to Russell Brand's oh, podcast, what's, okay? Wow. I know. God I know. Damn it, Jesus. And he interviewed this guy who was, like, a, uh, who's an Anglican, like, not preacher, Anglican, Anglican, preacher? Uh, just like a, like a, a clergyman, uh, And right. a priest, a yeah. priestman sure. in, in a priest English. A preacher man. And he used to be a sort of molecular biologist. And the reason he went back to... He had this sort of story about the reason he sort of... After being a scientist, he went back to religion was because there were certain things that, that, that science couldn't explain, right? And one of them was... Um, the beauty of a flower. It's like, how do you explain the beauty of a flower? And I, I was kind of, I don't know, there's something about that. And I, and I kind of felt that same way. Like, when I went around these Monarch galleries, although I definitely was, I my eyes were just all over the floor, rolling down the corridors, it was, <laughs> some things were like, actually, actually, I, I quite like that, and I don't know why. I, and that I find that beautiful or interesting or pleasurable to look at, and I don't know why. Um... So I sort of I feel like I have a, I've always enjoyed going around these modern art galleries just as an experience, um, and I've, I've I don't know it's just I hate portraits I hate portrait galleries I hate like some of these realistic things and landscapes and I hate a lot of the tat where it's like my unmade bed or you know some of that gibberish or like half a cow stored in a piece of plexiglass like I'm not a big fan of all that crap. I think a, sometimes- lot
1: that, a lot of that art is made for other artists rather than regular people or, or
2: made for shock value yeah um it's like, but sometimes you I've, see look something at this. i've
1: made i've unmade i have an unmade bed and i'm going to display that like that that's a talking point i mean we all know tracy emmons unmade bed right and um, which i, I can't yeah. remember what the name of it is but it's basically the bed that she slept in and like it's it tells all this story you look around it there's like cigarette ends and underwear and stuff and it's like you know she had sex in this bed it's like it was her bed so there's a story to the bed and it is mm. interesting to say a bed. Here you go. The, you know, what, what do you think of this? It, like it's at least thought provoking, and everybody talks about it. the cow and formaldehyde. We may complain, but everybody knows about it. Yeah. So art, art should. Start people talking, even if all the, the only conversation is is that art is at least a conversation about art. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd rather people were talking about it than just going, "Oh, no, I don't care." No, I don't know anything. Like, it is interesting. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, exactly. I go to a lot of galleries as well, and I also roll my eyes at a lot of the shit they put in there. My my worst ones are the ones where you go in. I saw one. I went into um the Tate Gallery, not Tate Modern, but Tate Britain, and one of the exhibits is just three fluorescent bulbs on the wall. Right, that's it. Just three fluorescent lights on a wall. And that angers me because I think, what, what is that? Like, it's just, it's literally three lights on a wall. It, it's cheap. It feels like they're attempting to make art without putting any fucking thought into it. But you know they agonized over what color to make those three lights and what angle to hang them at. It's like, it's a but big a deal way, to like, that
2: person. As I've grown older, and this, is, sound, this may sound totally weird, but I have found that I quite enjoy the feeling of a little bit of kind of like eye-rolly anger that that provokes a little bit like I don't really like eating certain things like olives. I don't think I really like olives, but I like how the taste of not liking them. Does that make sense? No, like it absolutely of- does not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like the experience of not liking things sometimes. You enjoy
1: you enjoy how much you don't enjoy olives. Is that what you're telling me? You, you Not really. In not yeah, I them. suppose so.
2: I like the experience of figuring out why I don't like it, <laughs> in, in a way.
1: Been lunatic.
2: I don't know. It's weird sometimes. Something like something. Something. I think that's that's the case sometimes with these things that are a bit sort of gross. Like um, like like uh, kimchi is pretty disgusting tasting as well. And what? What you don't you what? Jap, what Korean, Korean pickled cabbage that amazing, tastes like dude. a flipping dish old stinky dishcloth. Oh, you, you
1: don't like olives or kimchi.
2: I mean, well I I'm, I'm I'm I do. No, tell, the thing tell is me I think I do. Three
0: but I
1: don't I don't like them,
2: but I do like them. That's the weird thing. And I think a lot of things are like that like acquired tastes, like marmite and things like this that, Give me, give me your top people... 3
1: foods. Top 3 foods.
2: Like um, you have to have dinner
1: right now. What are what are the three things you'd be like, "Ooh, I know what I'll have." These are the three things I'll whack in there. Boom, that's gonna be delicious. Go on, Whoa, let's hear it. Oh, three
2: things together? It's like a, well, yeah, I'll like eat three things. A separate a meals. a meal with
1: three things in it. Three things oh, right, in a okay. meal. What are they gonna be? Well,
2: this, well, my favorite sort of foods, I guess, are... Um, if, you it's say, gotta be, if you
1: say quinoa or quinoa, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, hunt no, you no, down. No, 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 it's
2: gotta be like a spicy pizza. Do you know what I mean? Like, with, with a nice pizza. Honestly, like, I think the pizza is one of the things that has stopped me from being vegan, because I'd love <laughs> to be vegan, but I love cheese too much, Right. and it's impossible. Um, halloumi is really, really good, isn't oh, it? I love so halloumi good, yeah. and things. I was gonna um, say
0: for my three, I would have uh halloumi, I would have like maybe some red pepper, and then like some diced onions. Three. I mean that would like... be fucking perfect. <laughs> I mean you, you can meal. have all of that
2: on a pizza. That's as a well. meal right there. Think though. about it. You could eat that bowl of that and it'd be fine. What are you gonna say? Fucking pflex donuts, beer. And cigarettes, cider.
1: First of all, first of all, I don't smoke cigarettes. It's it's a vape, all right, and it, it's only water vapor, of course. Uh, beer, beer would definitely be on my list. Beer, beer or wine or cider, some kind of alcohol. Um, would but be again, on there.
2: beer, like I think the stronger beers, like I, I'm not a fan of like ales and stuff. But again, I, I can drink one and be like, hmm, I wonder why I don't really like this, but I I like it in the same in the sense like they're they're very acquired tastes and people don't. You know, you don't grow up as a kid liking the taste of beer or wine. No. You know, when yeah. does that happen? When does that flip come? Well, your taste you know, buds
0: are different when you're younger as well. Like Yeah. They, they, but they also mature. when you
1: realize the benefits of But is it beer? just Like when you start smoking it tastes Is It's just
2: a peer pressure thing though in when you're like sort of 17, 16, 17, 18 when you're like I got to like beer because it's what men like, so I'm gonna keep drinking it until I like it. Joey. I guess so.
1: I mean, there are some people who just never get used to the taste of it. They just never really like it. But if I'm really had a hard day, there is nothing like cracking open a beer and having it. Exactly,
2: and that happened to me. That definitely happened to me. And it was like, I, I don't know, I can't pinpoint the time when that happened, but there was a long time when I didn't like beer. And then one time it was like a really hot day and I got home and I cracked when I opened out the fridge and I sat there and I was like, holy shit, I really enjoyed this. And I was like, what, when did this happen to me? I'll tell you what it I is. Suddenly
1: what, what do children, generally speaking, not have? They don't have any concerns. They don't have any really cares. They don't have any stress. They don't have any worries. They're, they're children. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when you're a grown-up, what the beer does is it mingles with the bitterness that you feel for being an adult. It's the <laughs> and the anger. And oh, that's what it is cuz kids can't a flavor. They they don't have any bitterness in them. Well,
2: no, but they do. the, it's the op- it's, yes, that's right. So the reason that kids don't like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and all these green vegetables is cuz they they can taste the bitterness. Yeah. And as you grow up, you can't you the, your the taste buds... bitterness
1: that you feel overpowers the bitterness of the flavor and
0: eventually That's right.
2: You you can just <laughs> taste it. It's true flavor. <laughs> It's true. Oh my God, that's, man, that's it's so true. Though sad. there's
0: nothing like having, like, on a hot day when you're out doing like some roofing or something, and you just like open open a bottle of oh, suds, and oh the God, best. there's if is you've nothing done better. Some...
1: <laughs> if you've done any roof
0: work in your life, you'll know. Yeah. If you've done something that was worth, you're up there with Morgan Freeman, and you're just hot <laughs> yeah. as hell, and it's I feel just like a
1: man feels more like a man if he can have a bottle of suds.
0: Serving so. time, yeah. You just need <laughs> just need those suds man jeez yeah no, no. honestly
1: I, I have done very little hard outdoor labor in my life but anytime that i have and there's a beer involved tell you what it, oh, it's man. all worth it, it, I, it it's, I usually it's have like, like,
2: like you know, glorious days it's almost like yeah. what lewis
1: was saying about not enjoying something just to it to he enjoys not enjoying it the difference here i think is if you do like a, let's say you do a really hard bit of work i had to pull up a massive tree stump in the garden a, a couple of years back it's huge so i cut down the tree had to ship all the stuff to the to the tip and all that. And then I had the tree stump and I had I got a pickaxe and I dug this fucking thing out of the ground. It took me like two hours of hacking and digging and sawing. Finally got it out of the ground, got it in the bin, job done. And Mrs. F handed me a cold beer. And I was like, this, this beer, this single beer erases all that hard work and everything. In an instant, you're just like, this was worth it for this moment yeah. when I can relax mm. after a piece of hard work and I've got this cold beer. And that beer is the signal to your brain that says, the work day is done. Please. Now we just sit around complaining None about it. of my body. <laughs> I need this. Oh my this. God.
2: It's, it's, do, you, do you know what? Because she, she was watching you in oh, the garden. Oh, she was loving and, it. And, yeah. and Todd came round and painted With her portrait, yeah. From yeah. behind, looking out yeah. at you, working. But she, but
1: she looked out and saw a man working. Who did she bring a beer to? Todd or me? Me. Well, t- she... Yeah, she...
0: Uh, only to keep you busy while she went back in to speak to Todd. She hid your claw <laughs> yeah. hammer as well, so... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fucking Todd. No, it's true. Like, uh, if I go out and mow the lawn and it's, like, a really sunny day or whatever, sometimes after I'm done, I just sit down outside and just have, like, a cold glass of cider and that's really nice, too. It's just, like...
1: Yeah, You know, nice. just hits God, the spot. God, I could go for a drink time. right now, but it's only midday.
0: Man, Damn. so... So like a couple of weeks ago, I mowed – I have to mow my lawn once a week because it just – if I leave it too long – and this happened recently, pardon me. I left it too long, okay? I left it like three weeks. Uh, I was just being really lazy, and I left my lawn for three weeks. And holy crap! Do not leave your lawn grow for three weeks, okay? Because it becomes a jungle. And then when you actually do go to mow it, it takes like five times as long as it would normally take Yeah. because you're constantly emptying out the bag. Oh shit! It's getting all fucking jammed up because when grass gets super long, it re- like it retains a lot of water and yeah, it's like yeah. all wet and shit, and like it just gets all jammed up. Oh, it's the worst. So. I left it for, like, three weeks. I went out and mowed it, and, like, even when I was done, I was not satisfied because it was, like, really clumpy still. There was, like, lots of, like, strands, but I was tired, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it, and then next week when I do the mow, I'll I'll get, like, I'll get it looking, like, tip-top, and it did, like, the week right. after. It was It was fine, but what I did was I had this huge, huge bag of grass clippings, okay? So I put it into the trunk of the car, and I was like, okay you know, in a minute, like after I've like composed myself, I'm just going to take this down to the dump and put it like in the green waste or whatever. And then that that's me done. And then I fucking forgot to do it. Okay. And then a couple of days went by and I was like, shit, um, I forgot to take those, those clippings to like the dump or whatever, but they're probably fine just sitting in the back of the car. And it was like pretty hot. And like the sun was beating down in the car and the car was all hot and stuff. So after a couple of days get in the car to take my son somewhere and open the door. I was like, what is that smell? Like it smelled like there was a dead body in the car. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. Like has somebody pranked me like thrown a shit into my car or something? Like I don't know what's going on here. So I sat down. I was like, oh, fuck. It's those grass clippings, isn't it? Like I left the grass clippings in the car for a couple of days. So I and go the in the heat. trunk. Yeah. So I go in the trunk and I open it up and like the smell just like, almost knocked me over so oh, fuck yeah it's definitely these grass clippings like i should not oh my have left God, them it's in here todd's body so <laughs> i i opened the bag because it was like kind of closed like it wasn't tied closed or anything but it was just folded over closed i opened the bag and i almost barfed it was like full of fucking like spider webs and like there was like these things moving around and like all the grass was like all wet and gross and stuff and it was like It was, like, in the middle of forming its own, like, brand new ecosystem in there. It was mulching. It was fucking gross. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And even taking it to the dump, like, I had to basically take it to the dump immediately because it was so gross. Took it up there. And even as I was dumping it out, I was, like, almost barfing. Like, it was (laughs) really fucking gross. So, if you're a dad out there and you're leaving your lawn for, like, three weeks, don't fucking leave the clippings lying around, okay? Dispose of those things immediately. Otherwise you're in for some trouble. like it's, Jesus Christ, yeah. you are
2: learning some serious dad lessons oh. about
0: not fucking
2: procrastinating. Here, it sounds like you were procrastinating on the lawn, you're procrastinating on throwing the fucking clippings away.
1: Oh. i got another tip. Holy
0: shit, those spider If webs. you ever have oh.
1: some old cardboard, right, old cardboard, and you're leaving it out the back, let's say you've had a delivery of a load of furniture, you've got big old boxes. You leave the cardboard around the side of the house, I did this last year, left this cardboard around, I was going to take it to the tip, I forgot, it got rained on, it was in contact with the ground, When I went to move that cardboard, it was teeming with worms. Like, oh Oh, my God. They, they, They crawl into it and they like compost it all up or something. It was disgusting. It smelled appalling. And there was literally earthworms raining out of these cardboard boxes. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah, like they it.
0: shit everywhere constantly, yeah, too. Yeah, but it's like, like
1: they, they live in the fucking cardboard. I, I didn't oh, understand it. Because I guess gross. it's like, when it gets wet, it's like mulched wood, so they fucking love it. Yeah. But they were coming from all around. I mean, all the, the whole neighborhood, all the neighborhoods worth The worms must have heard there was a fucking party around the side of my house. Oh shit. I've got, what, got a bunch of cardboard gross.
2: outside my place. I oh.
0: missed it. the fucking pickup today, and I'm not here next week. Oh, uh. you've got to get rid of that cardboard. Like, you're going to have worm infestation if you're not clear. I am, oh fuck Jesus. me. So right. where so where I live worms not so bad, but we get a lot of snails for some reason, like tons yeah. of snails. So like when I was when I was mowing the lawn after like 3 weeks there were just like these clumps of snails hiding in like the tall grass everywhere and stuff. Like every once in a while, I'd go over a patch and I'd think, like, Oh, it's going to be a smooth patch, and you hear like, blah, 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 and it's like, Oh shit, I just killed like 50 snails. Like, just like oh. accidentally went, Oh, I couldn't see <laughs> them, right? But they're all hiding down like deep in the grass, sort of thing. And they just like sort of clump up and like all huddle together. So it was like, just looked like a battlefield after it was done. Like all these oh like busted up snail shells and snail guts everywhere, and oh, that's probably man. all those
2: spiderwebs were. Oh fuck yeah! You know? it was or really maybe the spiders gross. climbing to eat all the dead snail remains. And Good then Lord.
0: slugs too. We get quite a few slugs. I don't know if it's just like this is very visceral. Yeah, and then one time I was outside getting some stuff off the washing line. And I'd let the grass, again, grow really long, like, because, fuck, I'm so lazy. Like, oh, my I God, need, they climbed to get the grass out. onto the no, washing. No, no, I saw this slug, and honestly, it was, like, the size of my foot. It was so fucking huge, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I ran inside, and I was, like, told my wife, and she's, like, oh, well, okay, we're never going outside again. I was, like, <laughs> there's a huge slug back there. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's gigantic, like, and it's just slowly making its way God knows where, but, like, I'd say a couple of hours at least. Don't go out there until he's moved like along. Some sort of D and D slime. Where does he go boss? though? Like, where would he even live? I didn't. I couldn't find like any rabbit-sized holes anywhere that he might have like gone into. So, like, I don't know where he goes. But, like, he's huge. He's the back size there. of your foot. It was, it was huge. It was like orange and Jesus. black as well. It was really disgusting.
2: What the fuck? Yeah. I don't even know. I I have no idea what you're. If anyone out there <laughs> knows what this could be. Maybe it's a new form of life that's Maybe. just spawned We're from your fucking... We're gonna need an APB
0: on the slug <laughs> before it causes some more trouble out there. Sure, it's still
2: one of your k- kids' toys. No, like. it was
0: not. It was definitely moving. It was a little bit dark outside, so I didn't get like a super good look at it. But it was definitely a slug, and it was definitely. Are alive you sure and it moving. wasn't
1: like a toad or something?
0: Like a like a dying cat or something? No, not like a toad. I don't know. I don't know if we get big toads. Like we get like little frogs, but I've never seen like a really big toad in Jersey. Cuz they're
1: fucking hideous. Like a big toad there. Yeah. That is one ugly cr- fucking animal. And they can they can be kind of weird orangey browny colors. Could yeah. have been a toad.
0: I think the brighter color they are, the more dangerous they are. Like that's the nature's way of yeah. saying like don't fucking get in don't my touch. grill because I'm poisonous or whatever. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, if they're like neon neon blue or whatever, don't go near that frog. Well, there you go.
2: Like, I think that is enough for today. That was a quite a podcast. We yeah. covered uh, art it's a real roller coaster ride. This one actually. And
1: <laughs>
2: wash, uh, mowing the lawn. It Jeez, went everywhere. Yeah. Got some great advice out there. I need to go home and put my my get my carbals sorted out.
0: Yeah, you're going to be stressing about that all day now.
2: Jeez. Oh, yeah. You Thank you for the tip. P-Fex, worm fest, Worm fest uh, speed, speed out there at yeah. least maybe a week or two. Sort that. Need to, sort that shit out. It's going right to be out now. there two weeks more guaranteed. Yeah. God so damn. Get on it. Maybe I'll see if I can put it in the shed or something. All right. Take it easy, guys. Peace out. Thanks Thank for you. Peace. Peace. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.